Well, hello, everyone. Uh, we are blessed to have you here today uh, to share the Word of God with you. Before we get started, how about if we pray over the giving of uh, the faithful people here at Grace and Peace. Uh, we thank you for your uh, giving to the Lord first and then to the Lord's church second as you give faith towards Him and mortal men receive our tithes, offerings to advance this, uh, the kingdom of God in our midst. Let's just pray here. Father God, we thank you, Lord God, for the giving of the believers. We believe, Father, it will go far in the kingdom here. And we believe, Lord God, your blessing is on them as they reach out to you in faith, Lord, declaring as they give, Jesus is Lord over their finances. And we thank you for that, Father God, for his lordship over us, and that, Father, the days ahead are good days because he is Lord over our lives, not the days we live in. And we thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. And again, thank you. We appreciate your faithful giving here at the Church of Grace and Peace. Um, today, in, in, I want to share a message that I've always enjoyed sharing. I've done this more than once. Uh, in John's Gospel in chapter 6, we have uh, Jesus feeding the 5,000. Uh, now, we know there were men, women, and children present. They only counted the men, so uh, if we consider that, it could be as much as 15,000 people or more. That's a pretty large number, or maybe a little less, but certainly more than 5,000. Uh, and this is the only miracle that we see that appears in all four Gospels. Very interesting. Here we have a little boy, and uh, he is found, and he has uh, five barley loaves and two dried fishes for his lunch. It's a little boy's lunch, and uh, this little boy gives up his lunch quite freely, and Jesus multiplies the food so that there's so much that there's a leftover, enough to fill 12 baskets. Uh, scholars believe these are small hand baskets, not real large baskets, but uh, still enough, a lot of food. Uh, so there's a lot that can be said about this, uh, but I want to just concentrate here on one concept today, and that's John chapter 6, verse 12. So when they were filled, he said to his disciples, gather up the fragments that remain so nothing is lost. How about if we pray? Uh, Father God, as we receive the word of God today, Lord, we receive it with joy that, Father God, the uh, spiritual concepts here taught today, Father, would be uh, something that we embrace in these days ahead especially, and that, Father God, um, we would learn a principle here today that we will carry through for all our days. And we thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. So we see here, gather up the fragments that remain so nothing is lost. Only in John's gospel does Jesus give this command of gathering the fragments. Some have supposed uh, that maybe this is, these fragments would be given back to the little boy as a return on his giving. Very possible. Doesn't say what's done with them. Uh, but here, this command shows us from Jesus that nothing should be wasted. They obviously were good fragments and not people's slobber garbage. This is good stuff. These are good fragments. So that's what I want to look at today. As our year comes to a close here in 2021, before we enter the new year, uh, it's good for us to consider to pick up what fragments that remained in our lives from 2021. That is the good fragments, not the garbage. Uh, we do not want to have waste in Jesus' principle here to bring into a new year. Uh, we should be gathering up the good blessings in us that our Lord has brought to us in 2021. 
and bring them into the new year lest there be waste. Any blessing of the Lord uh, should never be disregarded, but saved and treated as precious. Has he brought you a better marriage, for example, in 2021, or better family relationships? Has there been healing in your life? Uh, has there been a deeper prayer walk that you've started to go into? Is there a greater death to self? Perhaps new ministry that you're walking into and, and serving in. Let's bring that into the new year. Let's bring that momentum, if you want to use the word, into that new, the new year that's coming up. It's also the time to find out what garbage we had in 2021. And we don't want to bring that into the new year. No, 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 no. We don't want the bad habits. We don't want the bad attitudes. Uh, we don't want the carnal living. Any uh, careless love affair we've had with this world age. Uh, careless living. We don't want that into the new year. Um, when God has blessed you this past year, did you write it down? We really should do that. We should re be recording on paper in some type of a journal a concept what the Lord has brought into our lives during the year. We need to remember that. That's very important. We'll talk about that in a second. We need to remember that and write that down. On your fill in the blanks there, uh, that's your first one here. Uh, we should, it is in, that, we, that we remember, we should, it is important that we remember the blessings lest we forget God's goodness to us. It's important that we remember the blessings lest we forget God's goodness to us. Very powerful scripture, I think, in Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verses um, 11 to 18. We're just going to skip around. We'll go 11 to 14 and then 17, 18. Here's a command that Moses brings uh, from the Lord to the people of Israel at that time. Be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God by failing to keep his commandments, his ordinances, his statutes, which I am commanding you today. Otherwise, when you eat and are satisfied and have built good houses and live in them. And when your herds and your flocks increase and your silver and your gold increase and everything you have increases, then your heart becomes proud and you will forget the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. Verse 17, otherwise you may say in your heart, my power, my strength, my hand made me this wealth. But you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who is giving you the power to make wealth in order to conform his, confirm his covenant, which he swore to your fathers as it is this day. How about that? We are to be remembering it is him and him alone who brings that prosperity in our lives. Now, many people have said over the years, why are Jewish folks at times so successful in business and everything? Right here, it's promised to them. He is giving them the power to make wealth. For us as New Testament believers, we claim that as the New Testament spiritual Jew, we receive that, the power to make wealth. In other words, the goodness that has come into our lives, we don't forget, I didn't do this. It was the Lord who gave me the breath in my nostrils, the ability to bring anything uh, that's positive into my life and into the next year it, it should go as I remember him the whole time. I don't take the credit for being such a Sharpie. He did it. So what should we remember? There's three points here. That's on your fill-in-the-blank handout. Number one is we should stay humble. That's part of the Deuteronomy scripture we read here. We should always uh, be uh, reminding ourselves for what he's done for us and what he has spiritually imparted to us. I didn't make this happen. He made it happen. 
we need to remember this. The second one here on your fill in the blank, we should stay thankful. These are simple yet powerful. We should stay thankful. Uh, days of discouragement could come to any of us and will eventually all of us. So we need to be thankful of God's goodness in the day that he keeps us. Because the devil will always tell you what you don't have. He'll never tell you what you do have, never remind you what God did for you and what God gave you, never. So we need to remind ourselves as ones who remember, as with David, he encouraged himself in the Lord. We need to be remembering what God has done for us on purpose. We need that type of thankfulness because people aren't gonna do it for you. This is something we have an obligation to do, to always have a thankful word on our mouth. And what I had said before, remembering his blessings, how about Psalm 103, verses one to five? We tend to read this, I gotta remember the Psalms are songs. This is meant to be sung. But we uh, tend to read this as, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. That's not how we should read this. There's an amazing emphasis here. I won't do it for the sake of the tape. Uh, but we should be shouting it out. Bless the Lord, O my soul, real loud. That's how this should be read. And that all this is in me, bless his holy name. Verse 2, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget none of his benefits who forgives all your iniquities. Iniquities means depth of sin. Who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. And of course, Hebrews tells us we have a better covenant with better promises. And this is Old Testament all the more reason we should be remembering how he's blessed us. And if you didn't know, just briefly, it's a sermon all in itself, the youth is renewed like the eagles. The eagles' uh, youth is renewed by sitting still and being patient and discarding the old feathers and having the new ones come forth. It speaks of waiting on the Lord for him to do a work in us without my help. He doesn't need my help. Rather, uh, I'm just supposed to let him renew me without me trying to make it uh, my, my efforts and my works. I remember Pastor Walt a long time ago, Walter Healy, he had used the analogy here of when his son Jeremiah was real little, uh, I don't know what, I guess under two years old or about two years old, uh, he would dress Jeremiah on the dressing table and Jeremiah would try to help him. If you've ever had a, a toddler, I have, uh, the little boy wants to help you get dressed and you always say, will you just sit still and I'll dress you and get this over with? No, they have to help. And uh, that's us. We have to constantly help the Lord. And he doesn't want our help, doesn't need our help. He knows how to dress us. He knows how to uh, make these blessings manifest in our lives without my help. My job is believing and let him do the rest. And then forget none of his benefits. So we're to forget none of his benefits of 2021 then. That's my point. Uh, we are to remember those good fragments and bring them into the new year. What has God done for us? in 2021. Um, what has God brought you through? What has God delivered you from? What has God healed us of? What kind of growth in Christ have we had that God brought to us? We need to make 2022 a better year than 2021 based on what he's already done. Now, I said there were three things here. Stay humble, stay thankful. And the third one is number three. So we expect more. That's the point here. We want to expect more. 
we need to remember to be expectant of even more. He's a multiplying God, not an adding God. He's a God that wants to bring us even more blessings. We don't have to talk him into it. This was his idea. We limit him by our unbelief. By believing, he works in our lives. So, but if we don't treat what God has already done for us as something sacred and worth keeping, uh, then as Jesus shows us in another parable, we're like swine that trample over the pearls. Uh, when God gives us pearls, we should treat them that way. And just a, another sermon on the side here. Did you realize the pearl is the only gem that once came from a living thing? Isn't that something? It comes from a wound in that little seafood creature. Sea, I said seafood? Sea creature. Uh, the, the, he's wounded and the pearl is a healing of him. So interesting what God chose uh, in these examples when he uses pearls. Uh, the pearls that God gives us in life comes from the wounds of Christ, our blood covenant. From the wounds of Christ, we get a healing and gems in our life from him. So uh, that was free, just thought I mentioned it. So this time of the year then in December, it's good to reflect on the fragments of 2021 and seek God. Uh, this is a good to do every year. I highly recommend it. Uh, at Grace and Peace, we've done this type of sermon many times. Myself, Pastor Walt has done it. I think Pastor Jim did it once. Uh, so I hope you brought some paper with you to just write some of these down. Uh, something, things you want to remember. Uh, our fill in the blank here, number three. I have it down here. We need to ask ourselves the hard and important questions. People tend not to. We need to. We need to ask ourselves the hard, important questions. Here are some examples. Where did I die to self this past year? We are to be dying to self. Paul says, I die daily. Wow. To my self-interest, to my selfishness. Where have I done that? If I haven't, be honest. Let's make that a point for next year. How have I become less and Christ has become more in my life in this past year? Very important reflection. We are to be growing from one degree of glory onto another, where Christ becomes greater and I become less. What adversity has God brought me through that has changed my character to be more godly in this past year? Uh, I don't know if you realize, but real character growth is produced through adversity and hard times. That's why the Depression generation of the 1930s were tough people. They had real character because it was forged in them because of adversity. Uh, we need to let go of our own strength here and depend on his. And certainly the COVID issues that we've seen in the past couple years have given us an opportunity to grow in greater character. And some of us have failed in that, and that's not a put down. You know where you need to grow. And some of us have excelled. Um, I wish I had excelled more than I thought I would like to have excelled, but I didn't. I want to. We need to do this. Uh, where adversity has brought change to my character and improved me. Um, where has God shown his glory in my life in this past year? I want to remember that. And these things should be written down in a journal somewhere, lest we forget them, because they're important fragments to carry in our lives. How has the kingdom of God advanced due to my faithfulness and service this past year? That's big. That's really, really big. 
Um, some can't say that. Some can smile and say, well, thank you, Lord, you enabled me to do this. Um, so will we plan then to be more obedient and faithful disciples of Christ in 2022? Uh, where we have truly an ear to hear and a heart to serve our risen Savior? Uh, important issues. So as we reflect on questions like this, we're picking up good fragments. That's the point. We're remembering and picking up good fragments. And now we purpose, very important statement, we purpose to grow further in the next year. Did you know that we need to grow on purpose? We need to make it a purpose and a priority to grow in Christ. Deciding that we will grow and then declaring that we will grow. Any increase we have must be on purpose and planned for. That's odd to say because some Christians don't understand that. They just float by year by year without any purposed direction and just hope for the best. Uh, sort of like saved year by year, but that's, they have a growth of many years. Otherwise, you have a growth from one year after another that increases in intensity uh, from one year to another, greater than the year before. Uh, our marriages should be like that. Not just married for 20 years one year after another, but married one year after another as they grow in our marriage and our strength in marriage. We need to grow on purpose to do this. And it's number four on your, on your fill in the blank here. Real growth in Christ is never measured by the duration of years, but by the devotion in those years. I've seen people save 20, 30 years and they're spiritual babies. They've never grown at all. Yet I've seen people save for very short periods of time and wow, has their devotion shown great spiritual maturity. Uh, so Christians need to excel and they need to plan to excel in 2022. Number five here in your fill in the blank, we need to plan to do something with our time, our talent, and our treasures. Let's look at this real briefly before we close out today. Time. Uh, growth in Christ is always equal to the time of devotion that we spend in his presence. Uh, if we want to find God's plans and purposes in our lives for a new year, we need to spend time in his presence to get those answers. Uh, we don't need New Year's resolutions. We need new vision for a new year. Time in his presence finds vision. Talent. Uh, God has gifted us. Uh, it's not an opinion. It's a fact. Have you discovered those spiritual giftings? Ooh, time for a commercial. Uh, at the end of January, on the 29th, we're doing a seminar Saturday morning from 9 to 12 on discovering your spiritual gifts. Discovering your spiritual gifts will put salt in your shaker. You'll know why you serve the way you serve. And you'll serve with greater effectiveness. If you haven't discovered those Romans chapter 12, what's called motivational giftings, that's what this seminar is on. It's uh, not a good idea, it's a must. You must do this. It could be one of the most important teachings you ever have in personal growth in Christ, to know how you're gifted and how to discover that. So... Uh, then, of course, end of commercial. And then, of course, the point is, uh, once you do discover them, how will you use them in 2022 and in the years to come? Treasures. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17. Command those who are rich in this present age. Stop. 
Pause. This is Americans. You are the rich of this present age. I forgot the statistics. I didn't bring them with me. But I think it is if you have money in your pocket, you're further than, seven, uh, you're further than 97, 93% of the world's population. Wow. 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 Americans are the rich in this present age, folks. And um, so command those who are rich in this present age not to be haughty, nor to trust in the uncertainty of riches. 401ks go up and down. But in the living God, who gives us richly all things to enjoy. Verse 18, let them do good and let them be rich in good works, ready to give, willing to share. Verse 19, showing, storing up for themselves a good foundation for the time to come that they may lay hold on eternal life. Uh, so an important question, will I grow in the grace of giving in 2022? If I get a raise in 2022 in pay, does God's church get a raise because of me? Uh, and I'll give you a bold statement. How you treat his church is how you treat him. How about that? When we often find people that are angry at church or angry at churches, guess what? They're angry at God first. And because they can't see God, they take it out in his church. People who are angry in churches are angry at God. They need, they need uh, healing. Yes, how you treat his church is how you treat him. So for some, you may want to purposely get out of debt in 2022. That's a godly thing. It might involve you saying no to selfish wants. It can be done. So adding here to time, talent, and treasure, let me just say quickly, how about your marriage and family? Uh, what will cause your marriage to grow in 2022? What plans will you have to grow it? Family. How will you purpose your children, your grandchildren, to grow in the nurture of the Word of God in 2022? Some of you need to turn off the TV and have family Bible nights together. Uh, some parents need to get involved in our, our boys' ministry, Royal Rangers, and our uh, girls' ministry, Missionettes. To sow your time into the lives of your children for better families, for everyone. So as we draw a close here uh, on all I've said today, God expects us to be productive in the kingdom of God in 2022. More productive than the year before. Uh, not more self-labor, uh, but more faith being extended to him to believe him for greater fruitfulness. That is kingdom fruitfulness on our jobs, kingdom fruitfulness in our church service, uh, kingdom fruitfulness in our prayer lives, kingdom fruitfulness in our marriages and our parenting. Uh, Having the covenant that we have with God, uh, God will prosper us in all that we put our hand to do for his kingdom's sake. So I hope you'll take time in your personal time in this busy time of the year when you leave here uh, and leave church services or hearing this message online uh, to gather up the fragments, the good fragments. Time to do this is time well spent. I guarantee you it is. I have a verse for you I wanted to read. This is a great memory verse. It's Ephesians chapter 5, verse 16. This is out of the Phillips translation. Make the most of your time, despite all the difficulties of these days. And certainly in the COVID stuff we've seen the past couple of years, these have been difficult days for many. Making the most of your time, 
despite the difficulties of these days. The days of 2022 are what they say, tabula rosa. They're a blank slate. Nothing's written on them. Uh, they will be what we write on them. And God will respond to the decisions of our free will and the faith that we extend towards him in this upcoming year. So I would encourage you today as we close uh, to leave the garbage of 2021 behind and bring in the good fragments of 2021 into 2022. Let's pray. Father God, give us this wisdom as we would seek you, Lord, in this time ahead before we enter 2022, that we would seek, Father God, your presence, these answers to our questions, Father. Uh, reveal to us, Lord, what needs to be left behind. Reveal to us, Lord, what they, we need to continue to grow in, continue to amplify, continue to produce in this next year, Father. Show us, Father God, the fruit you would like to see us bear in this upcoming year. Oh, Father, that everyone would lead at least one soul to Christ in this upcoming year. Wouldn't that be wonderful, Father? Wouldn't that advance the kingdom of God? Lord God, let us be the fruit bearers you intend for us to be in this upcoming year. And we thank you for this, for your grace extended to us to change how we think and therefore how we act in this new year. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen.